Next on Fatherhood Fridays, Season 4. Yo, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Um, just excited, excited this week. Um, man, I have been trying to get this brother on air. Well, I can tell you for sure that there are no perfect parents. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think, you know, one of the biggest challenges, I think, for moms and dads in general is that parenting, you you sense it. It's one of the most critical roles that you're going to play in life. I think I shared my my, uh, feelings on that. All right. So this is what I got so far. Chilling in the wind, back at it again. It's your host with the most talking to you, coast to coast, Mr. Nemo, aka Nemo. No dose, no, because I stay woke. But that's not important. What is important today? Welcome back to Fatherhood Friday, season four. Man, a lot is going on in the world. A lot is going on with fathers. And just for the record, uh, I've heard from quite a few women that men or fathers we don't open up enough we don't open up enough about what it is to be a man we don't open up enough what it is to be a father and i'm i'm going to be joined by somebody today i've known probably we go back maybe 10 at least 10 plus years in the comedy circuit in denver colorado my man is from north carolina by way of Bojangles, where you can get those chicken biscuits and those uh, blueberry muffins with the icing on it. Allow me to introduce a good friend of mine, Jason Keys. How you doing today, man? What's up, man? What's up? The blueberry biscuits, huh? That's what you're talking about this morning? Or, hey, that's, or that's whatever time this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody oh, from North Carolina knows about Bojangles and that chicken biscuit and them Burberry uh, biscuits or muffins. I don't even know what you're talking about. Man, yeah, they Burberry biscuits, but man, I'm telling you, they, Popeyes ain't got nothing on Bojangles. So, I, it I is what it is. I went to North Carolina one time, and when I went, that was one of the first places this, this person took me. It was like, we gotta stop by Bojangles. I didn't even know what it was. But it changed my life forever. <laughs> I'm telling you, everybody knows about Bojangles. When you go there, you have to go to Bojangles. That's one of the things. They got them in the airports, too. I know they got it in the Charlotte airport. And uh, I think the Atlanta airport, they got a Bojangles up in there. So if you're even stopping through the hub, right, they right there. So you saying Bojangles at this point is not just a North Carolina thing. It's regional now. It's regional. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. I'm going to have to keep that in mind. I thought it was just a Carolina thing, but okay. Okay. Man, All right, man. Well, what you been up to, man? I mean, you know, for those of you that might be listening for the first time, uh, Jason, t- tell tell the listeners out there, who are you, where are you from, and just a little bit more about you. Oh, you mean a bio. All right, cool, man. I give them the fullest, right? So, no, not completely, but at the end of the day, man, uh, from North Carolina, like you were saying, and uh, ended up finding my way out to Colorado and uh, got into the comedy circuit while I was in Colorado. And, uh, you know, comedy don't always pay the bills. So, you know, I had to go get a real grown-up job so I could pay my bills and, uh, and, you know, just kind of get on with life and uh, keep that creativity there. But, you know, go out there and have fun with life and, and, and go to work and do things like that. Things are going to pay those bills, you know? Right. I mean, why do you think you, your boy over here, I had to recalibrate into a podcast because I have to keep the creativity going while paying the bills at the same time. And that's that's kind of a hard thing for some people. Yep. Yeah, it is. It is. Because it's almost like uh, they, they make you feel like a traitor to your craft if you're not doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So... Um, you said that, you know, by way of Denver comedy, you got a real job, but you've also blossomed into, uh, let me just say marriage. And now you have a daughter on the way. Man, that is also true. And that's, uh, and that's, it's kind of interesting because those are like the two parts of me. Right. And so it's like, I, I have this man, I'm still, I'm still singular, single bachelor, right? But at the same time, I, I made these decisions to get married and, and then also start a family and, and all of those things as well. So, uh, so yeah, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's both sides of them or me, you know, I guess it just depends on what hat I'm wearing, right? Because sometimes I don't necessarily know what audience I'm in because I got to wear so many different hats between work and home and you know what I'm saying family and all that type of stuff you know extended family at that so I mean let's spend a little bit of time you know on this hat of fatherhood right because you're you know when when is your uh, daughter doing man so that's the interesting thing right so uh, the technical due date is September 25th but the doctors are telling us to be open for a uh, uh, for them to, to schedule something a little bit sooner. So maybe even as soon as two weeks from now, you know? So what's interesting about this, and you kind of just let the cat out the bag, by the time this airs live, it'll be, you'll probably be a father. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> A second thing that's interesting about you having a possible child September 25th is my son is born September 23rd. Oh, nice, nice, nice. So, so I mean, I know you got a lot of things going through your mind. You say you're wearing different hats. Talk about what ways you are preparing mentally, financially, spiritually, or practically for your new arrival. Man, I can't even really put it into words because it's everything at once. 
if that makes sense. It's like it's like drinking from a fire hose. <laughs> you know, because it's just like, are you ready? It's like, no. Well, whether you're ready or not, here it is. And 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 it's and it's a lot of that, you know, happening. And it's just like, wow. There's there's so much to to kind of take hold of and and realize, like, because it's like, oh my God, it's a it's a whole other person. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's just it's just not like something that you can just say oh man they'll they'll figure it out for themselves right it's like no 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 they won't figure it out for themselves right <laughs> somebody has to right 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 and, and and that's the and that's the whole thing about it and so it's just like how do you prepare for all of that thinking about your life and where you are um and, and kind of allowing my wife to kind of take that day-to-day viewpoint of of the cares of her body and her needs right you know and what she needs to prepare for the coming of the baby me trying to be there and help out and support but at the same time trying to look far enough towards the future that I'm thinking of things that nobody's thinking about in the moment you know what I'm saying absolutely man and I mean I'm no expert but I remember having you know my my son and I felt like you only can prepare so much to be a father because a lot of things you're not you're, you're going to have to learn once they get there like you know typically you try to have your ducks in a row financially whether it's buying a house or getting a bigger space or you know uh getting a baby crib taking Lamaze classes uh putting up the crib you know di- di- different things like that that I did but that was kind of where the buck ended. It, it really did. I really didn't, pre- you know, prepare myself until it came, and I realized some of the things that came natural and some of the things that were a weakness for me. Because remember, the woman's been carrying it for nine months, so they're already nine, eight, nine months ahead of the right, game. right, right, right. And so when your when your wife. Uh, first, you first find out, hey, Jason, I'm pregnant. What went through your mind? Were you excited? Were you angry? Were you doubtful? What, what, what went through your mind? Man, I was just like, well, it is what it is, right? You know, I guess I guess for, for a while, I've just kind of been like, well, she said she wants children. I do too. So I guess when she's ready, we're ready. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. And so, so just mostly waiting on her because because we're all we're, we're going up on two years marriage now. So okay, okay. So so with that being said, it wasn't like we was we was one of those relationships that it was like, oh man, you got married, then you had a baby. Uh, the month is mighty close, right? That type of stuff, right? It's like nah, nah, uh, nah. Right, right. <laughs> We've been married. We plan. We we was planning for it, right? And so that type of thing. So so. I think we needed that time though together by ourselves, right? And so, right, as well as you know, as far as two becoming one and just jealous yeah. on another level. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Because I just think, of, do do you go ahead? You know, I was just about to say, I just think about the uh, you know some of the conversations that me and my wife have been able to just have even even before we got married. You know that that. You know, children don't often allow you to have those adult-type conversations on different, on mm-hmm. different adult levels 
without thinking about, oh, we got to think back to the kids really, really quickly, you know? And, and it's amazing how their their conversation can, can sometimes lower some of the things that you're able to talk about just out of necessity, right? You don't have, you don't have three right. hours to discuss life and people's hopes and dreams anymore stuff like that right it's like i mean we used to but today this needs to be done because if it's not done who's going to do it right that type of thing right so that, i mean that's a total mind shift and or, or game changer do you think having a, a a baby will will be a game changer for your lifestyle or you think like maybe not i i mean i do it, i think out of I just think it will because it has to. <laughs> it must, right? You can't be the you can't be the same person stepping into fatherhood. Like you can't be you can't be a, a a kid yourself trying to raise another kid. Like it just it just automatically shifts something else in. Well, people do it all. I the mean, time, it, so I guess I should say it should it should elicit that out of you, right? I'm not saying that it always will, but. But in theory, it, it should, right? When, when you're when you're when you're ready for that responsibility, because not everybody's ready for it, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And so, right. So, mm-hmm. so is it safe to say that you're at a point in your life where you're ready to start a family? No, I'm not saying that, but I am, <laughs> <laughs> but I am I am open to the idea, right? Of what mm-hmm. of what that would be. Gotcha. So your wife, I mean, it's, you know, she's about seven, eight, or maybe eight months pregnant, you know, and I'm pretty sure your family found out. Um, Have you received any advice from your dad or someone regarding becoming a dad? Nope. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Not at all. So uh, it's not because I don't know. It just is what it is, right? Um, I guess my relationship with my wife is kind of unique in the fact that we, we depend so much on each other, right? To talk through and, and work through and, you know, so on and so forth, right? Trying to figure things out and, and have conversations mm-hmm. about, you know, just like, ah, how would we raise our child? I mean, because uh, something is it's a little bit different for our generation than it was for our parents, right? So, like, like Correct. let's say yep. for instance education education a whole lot more complicated today than it was when our parents were going to school and right. sending us to school right and so, mm-hmm. so now we're starting to see some of the effects of that and some of the, the, the earlier ideas about make sure you grow up in a good school district and make sure you do that it's like I mean does that really make sense if I'm going to send them to a charter school, a private school anyway. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Have you, have you, yeah. I'm yeah, you feel there. So, so I mean, you know, just little things like that that you start to think about. It's like, ah, how do I, how am I going to educate my kids now? Because it's not as straightforward as it was in, in, in the last generation and so on and so forth, you know. And you can't put the kids to work. That's three generations ago. They won't let us do that no more. So, Right. So I mean, I mean, what what is your answer to you know the the education system as far as you know your your, your daughter 
eventually coming into that? I mean, do you think you ha- you and Ray have a plan? I mean, public school is my best plan. I'm just like, well, you well, dude, I can't afford nothing super special. I have to just do public and then maybe try to uh, teach like tutor from home. You know, I got a degree. I can mm-hmm. I can teach too, right? <laughs> you know, to home right. and uh, or, or or pay for some specialized tutoring or something, right? Um, just to try to keep them up on the game because because things have changed so much. Yeah, I mean things have changed, and I think for for any father to be, you'll realize you know the the methods and the, the strategies that your dad or your uncle or any generation before you it might work and it might not work, and you have to be open to doing things that you might not have seen the generation before you do. Right, 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 right. You know, I will I will only speak for myself. Like, I didn't think I was gonna be the guy that was gonna be changing diapers. I didn't think I was gonna have to read them books at night. Like, my whole thinking, if I was to be honest, was, was very archaic. Like, I'm providing, I'm paying bills, I'm going to work, um, you know, uh, living for the Lord. That's where the buck ends. Right, 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 right. You know, and it and it was a rude awakening to me because I thought that my wife was just gonna pick up all that, and she was kind of looking at me like, uh, "No, we're gonna share this," and I'm like, "Share." What do you mean share? I, I don't say that when when I give you my check and we gotta cut all these bills up. <laughs> Man, so look, look, look. <laughs> that is too funny, dude. That is too funny. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I completely hear what you're saying. I do, but it, you know, it's 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 part of it's part of what it is to be American, too, right? You know. Mm-hmm. And, and and that American idea of the family was shifting to like equalness in the household, mm-hmm. and so it's like I don't care who brings in the money when it comes to these children, it's all equal, right? And so, but exactly, but on the flip side, you still got other industries because I I also recruit used to recruit oil and gas, I should say, and okay. so those. Those gentlemen and their families, they would do things like put up uh, support groups for the wives that would stay at home when their when their husbands used to go from like Texas to North Dakota to work, mm-hmm. or would go out into the oil patches to work for extended periods of time, and they had to stay there and care for the children. Mm-hmm. And so they they just they just they were just like oh we just always been an oil and gas family because they were just used to that style of it, right? And mm-hmm. then, day and age right when somebody says that's what I want and then people come back you know they're like no that's not what I want especially educated women right right and so they're just like hell no 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 <laughs> you gonna do something too so it, it's, it's definitely interesting because it has made me stress you know just trying to prepare myself for outside of that comfort zone yeah and I think you know for me you know, going through the, the, the many highs and lows of being a parent, I think that's what kind of 
inspired me to say, man, I need to just talk. I need to create my own platform and just have a platform where I can talk about different issues that guys are going through that we might not feel comfortable saying, but it's like a support group because now you listen and you're like, man, I, I relate to that. I feel that. that. That inspired me. That entertained me. That informed me. And so, you know, that was kind of the, the reason why Fatherhood Fridays for the reason you just said right right yeah man it's a, it's it's so much shifting happening um you know just from 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 our parents generation to our generation and and even more so going to our to our children's generation because it's just like like everything that they're about to step into and you're just like oh my goodness right <laughs> you know and it's like how do i even prepare you for that right when i don't even feel prepared myself sometimes you know Man, you just hit the nail right on the hammer because, you know, just to touch on it, you know, we're in COVID season still and, you know, kids are back in school. And so now for them to learn virtually, like all day, <laughs> that is a major shift for me. Not to say that I didn't grow up with learning how to use a computer or learning how to, you know, use different systems but to learn totally online that that's a big shift for me and kind of made me feel like a dinosaur because i'm just like man this is really going to be the future for my kids like i don't think I, we might not ever go back to learning in the classroom that might be a real possibility of learning online how do you feel about that you know there's something about being able to interact with another person that right. you can't quite get in a in a classroom, right? Like you don't you don't flow with ideas the same just learning virtually like you do in person. And that's the argument from like even work as well. I work from home. Mm-hmm when I can, right? They technically want me in the office, but with COVID-19 going on, I'm able to work from home now, but they technically want me in the office like two or three days a week. And so for me, I can do my job from home. Mm-hmm. But for them, they feel like there's better transmission of information if people are right there on the side. Right. And so you and, feel the uh, same way when it comes to kids and learning. Yep. Yep. I feel the exact same way. I think there's going to be some advantages and some disadvantages. Yeah. 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 Absolutely, man. It, it, I mean, it's definitely, you know, interesting, scary, um, because I think you lose the social part. And so... Speaking of you being a father to be and it being COVID, do you feel some kind of way that nobody will be able to join you for you and your wife's birth because of COVID? I, you know, not really. I, you know, it, it's, it's, it's different because, because, because I'm just, I'm just over here. I'm just like, oh, thank God. Right. And, uh, <laughs> And, and then other things happen and then it's like yeah I mean that's it 
right? Right. <laughs> so, so it's like it's like, oh yeah, I guess I am at a disadvantage. But the other part of me is like, thank God. And then there's a whole nother loner part of me that's like, I, I just be happy to be able to start to understand some of these things before everybody started talking at once. Yeah, so it, it, the idea of it just being you and your wife really didn't rain on your parade. It did not. Not at all. Gotcha, man. Well, that, I mean, that's good to know, man. So, I mean, we could spend all day talking, but I got one more question for you. What's some advice you would want to give a, a male listener that is becoming a father for the first time? <laughs> man... I don't even know. I wouldn't even know where to start. If I had to give general advice, I, I'd basically say just pray if you can. And if you're listening to this, you probably already know. And uh, and and just hold on and uh, keep keep reading your Bible, keep going to church, keep worshiping God, and and just know it's not unmanly to worship God. And, uh, and and just go into your own prayer closet and find God because because at the end of the day, when when everything's going wrong in the household, who they gonna look at? So they, they knowing that they're gonna most likely right, knowing they most likely gonna look at you, you need to have some answers, and typically you ain't got no answers, and so ain't ain't nothing unmanly about worship and so i would just say to everybody pray and worship god and thank you and uh and get into your bible and get into your study and stay on it and uh it'll work itself out all to the good well i mean you heard it first from my man jason keys and this has been another episode of fatherhood friday season four um as we're wrapping up what you can do uh if you like what you're hearing uh, go to anchorfm.com fatherhood Fridays hit the uh, subscribe button or you can hit the subscribe button on uh, multiple different platforms I'm on which is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts Stitcher, Breaker, CastBox Overcast and the list just goes on and on. You can subscribe, you can follow me or uh, if it's pressed upon your heart you can donate. I accept donations anywhere from 99 cent to 9.99 and it will continue to allow me to uh, make great content and, and do different edits and features that you might all enjoy. Until then, you guys stay blessed and I will talk to you later, Jason. All right, man, take care. Thanks for having me on. Hey, no problem, man. And here's a sneak peek into next week's Fatherhood Friday episode. First thing we've got to understand about how God trains people. One thing, first thing we, we, we got to understand it. God use influence and not control. Uses mm. influence and not control. For example, and, and, and remember, at the outset of my comments, I said, you know, these principles apply to ministry. They apply to a whole lot of other things, you know, management and on your, you know, some cooperation or whatever. Um, if you want to be an effective trainer or leader, 
then you have a choice between trying to control people's behavior or influence people's behavior. Kind of the difference of force and power, if you will. Yeah, exactly. I mean, 